Welcome to Flipping Real Estate Like the Pros. Here you'll learn everything you need to know to be a successful real estate entrepreneur and achieve the financial freedom you've always wanted. There's no BS, no fluff, there's zero guru talk, just real real estate flipping knowledge. Here's your host, Greg Simpson. What's up, everybody? This is Greg. I've got another phenomenal guest for you today. I have Brian Harris from Memphis, Tennessee on the podcast today. And Brian is probably the most charismatic person uh, that I have followed myself uh, on social media myself. Uh, I love what he brings uh, to his followers and to the students. So, Brian, welcome to the show, my man. Thanks so much, Greg, for having me, bro. I'm excited to be on, man. Awesome. I I hope I can match the intensity of your... uh, of what you bring, man, because <laughs> I know you're going to bring it. Um, so, Brian, tell us. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Well, a little bit about me, man. I'm 36 years old, and uh, I tell you what, I've had a journey. I've been working for myself for right at about 16 or se- almost 17 years, and uh, I went to college like everybody else was supposed to do, and uh, I ended up dropping out to go try to play football full time in the NFL. Didn't work like I wanted it to. Came home and uh, was depressed as ever, and at one of my most depressing moments in life, I was introduced to an opportunity. Now, some people may have looked at it and frowned at it, but at the time, I had nothing else to do, and it was a network marketing company, the get three, get 10, do it again type of thing, but believe it or not, I took that at age 21 and uh, was able to develop, you know, some high five-figure a month earnings, you know, so at a young age, that was pretty good money for us, and I was staying at home with my parents at the time. And so I was able to save up a lot of money, man, well, what I considered to be a lot of money at the time. And I was like a three or four year one. By the time I was 25, I had a couple hundred thousand dollars saved up. And so I didn't want to, for, for me, for my family, that was a lot of money. So I didn't want to blow it or I called it having the MC Hammer story. I didn't want yeah. to have the MC Hammer story. Where you make all the money and lose it. And so I started to read books and develop myself. I, I wanted to know, you know, what could I do to hold on or grow the money that I had? And I came across, I always talk about this. I came across an article in a magazine where it talked about Oprah. You know, everybody, you know, follows Oprah and says she made her money in broadcasting but she holds on to her wealth in real estate. I was like, oh, you know, so real estate. And, uh, you know, got involved, met a couple friends that I knew from high school, Todd Sherman. He was a real estate agent and uh, helped me find some foreclosed houses. We bought one together. And pretty much the rest is history. Now, here's the thing about that. The economy did what it did. I was rolling. So I, I did not know about wholesaling at all. If I did, we probably wouldn't even be on this podcast right now. But <laughs> I, uh, I, so I got hit by the economy pretty hard. And so uh, about two or three years after the recession, I came across uh, Sean Terry's book, one of my mentors. And this guy, man, he, he wrote a, a PDF, and I read that book in the middle of the night, like all through the night, and I couldn't sleep. And I was like, oh, my God, if it's this easy for me to be able to put a piece of paper in a, a person's hand, get them to sign it to say they're going to sell me their house. I don't have to have any money. I go connect them to a buyer that I would find, get them to sign a contract, take that to the title company, and I get paid the, the overage. Dude, game over. So and, I, and that's my story. That's, and I, when I got my first one, it was a small deal. I don't know I'm running on. I'm not supposed to keep talking. Go, go keep going, brother. <laughs> Okay, so I, I I got my first deal. Uh, what happened was that night, 
I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know any techniques. I didn't really have the extra funds to do mailers. So I had to start with what I, I've coined a phrase called my energy budget. And so I had to start with what I had available for me right now. So I heard Les Brown say, do what you can where you are with what you have. And that's what I had to do. So I didn't look for excuses. And so I got online and I started looking at Zillow.com. And I went to this for sale by owner. I filtered it to for sale by owners. Like, man, people want to sell their houses. This kind of fits the mold. And to my, at the time, I didn't know that people were doing that. I thought that was a normal thing. And so I just started texting all of the owner's numbers on Zillow just saying, hey, look, I want to buy your house. Is it still available? And I'll shoot like a horribly low offer just to see. And I woke up the next morning to like an unlimited amount of um, responses, like, you know, cursing me out, some of them. And some of them was like, hey, look, I can't do that, but can you do this? And so the responses, the good ones I responded to, and I was like, well, you know, I can't meet you where you are. I'll follow up later. And this one lady, she said, I've been contacted by a lot of people. Are you really going to buy my house? And she was asking like $20,000 for it. And I said, well, I can only give you 13000 Keep in mind, I had a few buyers that I had in mind from previous, but I didn't know if anybody would buy it. I was just kind of stepping out on faith on the information that I had. And so she said, if you could close on my house in two weeks, now granted, my mentor's book said, you know, give yourself 30 days. If you could close on my house in two weeks, I'll give you this contract, you know, on my house for $13,000. I'm like, oh my God. So I get her to sign it. And she signs the contract and I immediately, it was a real meeting that night. And I don't go to real meetings like that, but it was a real meeting that night. And I went to the RIA meeting, and they was like, hey, you can announce your uh, one of your properties, just one. And so I got up there, and I was like, hey, I got a house. You know, I want to sell it for $19,000. I ended up getting a buyer there for $16,000. I made $3,000. I know that's not a lot of money. That's a lot of money to a lot of people, home, though, man. To my wife. That's a lot. I know, you right? Know? I know. That's, that's how I felt. Yeah. And I came home to my wife, and she was like, what are we going to do with that? You know? So <laughs> my point is, <laughs> right, my point is this. That $3,000 to me at that time from a free effort, I didn't pay any money to get it. I just applied information or, or knowledge. I felt like that was $300,000 or $3 million because from there, I said, if I, get, if I got that from that activity, I'm going to do this every hour of the day, and I'm going to scale up. And from there, man, it just exploded. I absolutely love that. You know, it's funny, Brian. I actually heard that story for the first time on your podcast that you did with Sean Terry about how you were doing that. So kudos to you, man. Are, are, are you guys still doing that th to this day? Well, here's the thing. So I want high profit returns for the results that I put out. So instead of me, and I'm not saying that mailers don't work. I know they do. But I wanted to like put people in place that did what I was doing specifically. So if, if I believe in like a McDonald's type of operation, if the person's flipping the burgers, that's all he's supposed to do is flip the burgers. If a person's dipping the fries. So I hired some VAs and all they do now is those free mediums. They send out the text, they send out the emails to these specific lead sources that we get these uh, free leads from. And that high massive amount of activity produces us enough results to where you know, we consistently are able to do over six figures a month from using a lot of free mediums. So I still do it, but in a massive way now. That's incredible. So how many VAs do you have currently working for you? I have two VAs right now. You know, as we scale up, we're um, launching into virtual wholesaling now. We've, we've done all of this in Memphis. 
you know, the six figure months, et cetera. We haven't, you know, branched out. And as we started to mentor new students, it kind of opened our eyes up to where when our students, they'll start out where I say I made $3,000 my first deal. Some of our students, their first deals are like $59,000, you know, $75,000. And I'm like, what in the world? You know, they're using these same free techniques. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, my average deal in Memphis is between ten dollars to $20,000, which is great money. But it's like, you know, when you go to an area like Cali or Texas or Florida, et cetera, the numbers get bigger. The profit margins are huger. And so using or implementing these free techniques, I'm like, man, we could probably do, you know, two, three, four, five million dollars a month if we were in other cities with the type of activity that we do, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So Alliance, go back and listen to what he said. If you need to rewind it on your on your phone um, or on your computer, Brian just gave you guys probably the best nugget that we've gotten on the show to date. This can be done in any <laughs> market, guys. So it doesn't matter if you're in Florida with me or if you're in Memphis with Brian or if you're in you know Seattle, Washington or LA. It doesn't matter. You can do this everywhere and it's free. Where where are you going to get free advice like that to go get free leads? Because Zillow guys is a monster. That thing is huge. You know, so there are Fizbo's uh, on, on Zillow every single day that you should be going after. I think I'm going to go hire a VA right now, Brian, to go do this for me. I know, right? <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, that, that's the biggest thing too, Greg, is like every day, so some people say, well, I, I was getting inboxes, you know, from uh, people that heard the podcast. And they was like, well, I tried to, this is what they say. I tried to Zillow, you know, but, you know, uh, some of the sellers didn't respond or they didn't want my offer, et cetera. It's not something that you try. It's like having a, um, if you go deep sea fishing, if you ever went deep sea fishing, you have all of these different lines in the ocean. Right. And you don't know what's going to bite what line. You just want to have the lines in the ocean to give yourself an opportunity to get a bite. And so this, what this is, is an opportunity for you to have a line in the marketing ocean. And if somebody bites, great. Here's the thing. There's going to be some new seller that shows up tomorrow. And if you're not consistently doing this activity, guess what? You're not going to get to that seller. So it's a, it has to be a persistent, consistent thing. It's not something you try. It's something that you do as long as you're in business for, you know, wholesaling. I love that. And, it, you know, I love bringing <laughs> on guests like yourself, Brian, because you guys kicked me in the pants a little bit, too, because I know that we have uh, listeners that are, you know, either struggling or you know, maybe they're content where they are. And all of a sudden that might be the thing that kicks them in the pants and goes, I can do better. I can do more. Right. That's exactly right. And and so, you know, that for that person that, you know, is struggling or, you know, not sure, you know, of course you got gurus out of the yin yang that, you know, you can go and pay for, but you may even be in a position where, you know, you don't have the money to pay for a guru. What I'm telling you is this one thing alone can get you the money to where, now you can do a few things. You can help out your family members. You make a $5,000 or $10,000 check right now. I had a kid that I met uh, that took, you know, some of the material that we taught. And his first deal, man, like I said, he was one of them that made fifty nine grand. And he said his family had never made more than $15,000 in his lifetime in a year. He said, so it was like hitting the lottery to him. It was so much money to him. He felt scared to actually when he received the check. And what I'm saying is this opportunity, I was talking to a friend of mine and we was talking about, you know, some of my, a lot of my friends, they do pretty well now. And so when we start a new business venture and I'm saying this to the new person as well, we get scared 
we get uh, you know fearful when we, we get scared to talk to that seller. What do I say? Here's the here's the couple things I want you to remember. You can't say the wrong thing to the right person. There is no perfect script. There is not a script that everybody you know will actually you know take a deal from you if you say it this way. So you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. If a seller is motivated and ready to sell, and you've contacted them at that moment or followed up with them to get them to that moment. Guys, they're going to sell you their house. So, you know, don't get bogged down and I don't know what to say. Just do it. You know, uh, I had a friend whose mom used to say, get some Nike in your spirit and just do it, man. Damn right. And that's really all you have to do, you know? Love it. That's absolutely true, though, you know. And, you know, there's times that I get stuck in my own rut and I, and I, you know, I can't seem to figure out what to do next. And it all boils down to taking action and going and doing something about the struggle that you might be going through at that time. Right. So Brian, That's exactly right. Tell us a little bit about the time you were going through a rough patch in your business. Then how did how did you get out of that? Well, one of the things I can remember is um, where I got to the point to where it became overloaded. Whereas when I do something, I do my best to do it massively, meaning like a lot of activity. So. I believe that 98% of what you should be doing is marketing. That's a big thing for me. I like stuff my pipeline. I heard a person say to stuff it until it, you know, pukes on you or whatever. And so I stuff it from both ends. I stuff it from the seller uh, leads in from the, to the buyer leads in. And I build this big, big, big marketing channel, and they're all squeezing through the pipeline. And so now what happens is sellers are one to do their deals with you. Some of them are needed to follow up. Uh, buyers are wanting to buy from you and you need to follow up with them. So it creates an overloaded uh, step. And so now I found myself uh, having a hustle instead of a business. I found myself working in my business instead of on my business. And that right, so the, the reason why we get into business is to get time freedom and make enough money to where we can do the things and enjoy life the way we want to. And so if I'm working in it all the time, so I had to step back and look at my overall situation. And I looked at my business and I said, okay, it took me four days to send a contract to several people that requested it, you know, and that should have been done within 30 minutes. If somebody, if I was, you know, had somebody working for me that was doing it and they worked that way and that's what their performance level was, I would fire them. So I began to fire myself slowly from various positions in my company and hire the right person that that met that void. And so if I needed more contracts in, I, I hired a VA, and his task is to send contracts up on request. If I needed more marketing done because I was getting sloppy at the same thing that I did to get the business in, I, I didn't have time to market anymore like I used to. So I, had, I hired a person whose position is to simply market like a beast online everywhere. And so that's all they do consistently. So I began to put things in place to help me grow to point to where it pushes me out of the business model. And now I can work on things, not only that I love doing in life, but things in my, I still love the business. So I, I like, I'm able to work on things that I want to work on and not things that I have to work on to make the system run. Damn. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, my mind's blown over here too. I know the biggest thing and how do you, and so some people ask, you know, how do you know when it's time to, you know, do that? Well, you may not even have the excess funds. You know, there's never a perfect time to grow. 
you know, growth happens. It's never a perfect time to grow. So it won't be this perfect moment where you got a million dollars sitting in a bank account and say, okay, yeah, let me go hire some people. You know, it's going to be that moment where you got $3,000 left in the bank account and your mortgage payment is $4,000, but your bills are, you know, on your your house and your other business are $10,000 and you don't have enough. It's going to be that time that appears. And what you have to do, and I talk about this a lot, the mindset, I know we didn't really go into that, but you have to have the faith in what it is that you set out to do that it's going to happen. And I always say, put a stake in the ground. And when you do that and you, you have the faith in what it is that you're going after, you begin to make moves and steps towards that goal. And then what happens magically is it's almost like this world supports you and it starts to lay the ground up under your feet as you start to walk forward towards that goal. So it's not going to look like you can do it. But as you start to make steps, it's going to start to lay itself out. And that's the most exciting thing. And that's something that you have to build up inside of you. You know, and that's what faith is, kind of like going towards the unseen boldly, you know, not knowing how it's going to happen, but knowing that it's going to happen. And when you have that type of faith in anything, bro, the world is your oyster at that point. I absolutely love that, Brian. I mean, you are you are bringing it today, my man. <laughs> that feels good. That feels so, good. <laughs> Brian, with, with constant newbies entering this business, you know, what do you think their biggest mistake is when they get started? Um, I would say information overload and and analysis paralysis. I have friends. I even you know the good thing about you know the way we teach is I try to have like more of a hands on approach. I could teach thousands of people and drop you know, prices and stuff like that to teach masses, but I like results. And so, because everybody's not simplistic like me, I'm, like I said, I play football. So it has to be down, said height. It has to be that easy, right? Yep. And if it's not that easy for me, I, I can't duplicate it. I want to be able to put my 10 year old son in, in a position in my business to where he could run it if he needed to. And it has to be easy enough. And I learned this. I'm going to tell everybody a book to read. When you when you get to the point where you want to scale and grow your business, there's a book called The E-Myth. And, um, and it's absolutely amazing. But it, it talks about this. So one of the things is analysis paralysis, where you get the information and then you analyze why or how it could work as opposed to just doing it. The majority of people that I see that are new to this business, if they're hearing this, they may, you know, say, well, okay, I'm going to go to Zillow. Okay, he's asking $400,000 for his house. What is he going to say if I offer him $150,000? Who cares what he says? There's a story one of my mentors told me when I was 21. It made so much sense to me because a lot of people were uh, analyzing, uh, doing things. He says, okay, you're going after a million dollars. All right, let's just say the goal for you is a million dollars. When you get to that, you're going to raise that goal, of course whoever's listening, but the goal for you is a million dollars, and we're going to put you in a contest. And that contest is this. You, your contest is you got a pile of mud in front of you, and there's you and thousands of other people in this contest, and there's a wall in front of you. So you got a pile of mud, and then you got the wall. The object of the game is whoever gets the most mud, slings the most mud on the wall, wins the game, wins the money, wins the million dollars. Ready, set, go. You're going to have thousands of people. You see mud just flinging on the wall. And then you're going to have this one person. He's going to reach over on his pile. He's going to pick up a piece of mud. He's going to look at it. He said, oh, you know what? No, this isn't going to stick, right? It's going to probably, you know, fall off. So as I say, he puts it back. He's going to pick up another piece of mud. 
Uh, if I throw this piece of mud, it's gonna probably just slide straight down. He puts down another piece. He picks up another piece. Of, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this one, and he throws it, and he watches it slide down. And say, okay, that one didn't slide right. And then you got a person over there like Greg Simpson that's just slinging mud. Just every <laughs> his hands are like a rotator cuff, and he's just throwing right. You have to be that person. Who you think is going to win that million dollars, Greg Simpson or the guy who's sitting there analyzing every single piece of information that he gets his hands on? So that's the biggest thing. You just got to go out here and sling enough mud, and you'll get the million-dollar prize. You'll be probably 98% of the people in this business. I don't believe in competition, but I do feel like you will outdo everybody in your market if you just simply sling mud. Don't think. Just do. Damn right. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, it makes me want to go go get some mud and start slinging around some more because I, I, I need know, to step right? it up. I need to step it up. Um, I know, man. <laughs> so let's go back a little bit. Tell us a little bit about that first deal you did. And, and, how, and you said you found it through a realtor. So tell us a little bit about that deal. Yeah, that first deal, uh, it wasn't a wholesale deal. The, my very first deal in life um, in real estate, um, I met a, uh, had a friend from high school and I you know, told him I wanted to buy some houses. And so he was pretty much just kind of helping me out as also, you know, making his commission as well. And he would take me around to get, actually go buy, you know, look at foreclosed property. So at the time, foreclosures wasn't, wasn't as abundant as it is now. But, you know, we started looking at foreclosed properties and we would drive around and I didn't know what to buy. So pretty much what I'm saying is if you don't know what to do, get with somebody that does that's already where you want to be. And they can pretty much walk you through what it is, the steps to take. Like, I didn't know what a contract was. I didn't know how to fill out a contract. I didn't know, you know, what a contract looked like. So everything that I was doing, I was guided to be able to do that thing. And as I was doing it, you know, it made more sense by having him there to help me do it. And when he was there to help me do it, you know, it made me more comfortable. So, you know, like I said, you may not have the money to to find the help that you want, but there are people and it's a new day and age now. YouTube is, wasn't what it is today. So YouTube, uh, podcasts like Flipping Real Estate Like the Pros, you know, there's uh, so many sources of information to get, that can get you to a point to where you can get the money in so that you can now shorten your time frame to get to where you need to be. I talk about this money loves speed. So we're in a new day and age. We're in a new place and time. And the economy, if it takes you four years to learn anything, and especially four years and you have to pay money for it, you know, that's a horrible, horrible trade-off. But if it takes four years to learn anything in the 2017 economy, we're going to run laps around you. Your competitors are going to run laps around you. The world is going to run light year laps around you. You have to learn at the speed of light almost. And I always talk about this. So every day, readers are leaders. Some of the things that get out of slumps, you know, some people say, well, I read, you know, two books a month or one book a month or one book a year. I read a novel about uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Dude, I'm sitting here and throughout the day, and this may sound crazy, but I'll read like 10 to 20 books a day. What am I saying? I'm not sitting there picking up a book and reading a 200-page book. I'm reading a page out of that book of something that can speak to me at that moment. I have audio books playing in my ear throughout the day, consistently educating and regrowing myself because the person that I was yesterday is not the same person that I am right now at this moment. I grow into a new being. You grow into a new being every day. You are a new person. So you won't be able to understand what you read, what, what you will read tomorrow 
that person that you become tomorrow is a new person. So when he reads this old book that you had, he's going to retain new information just because of that. So a lot of people go out and buy new books. You know, I got a book of like a thousand books in my library on mind development, real estate, and all this stuff. I read those same books over and over and over and over again throughout the year because they speak to me from the place that I am at that moment. I don't know if I'm running on too much, man. I want oh, to make man, sure you're great. Okay. So let's let's talk about the book thing for a minute. Mm-hmm. So do you have a favorite book? Yeah, I have like a, a private book club that I started, man, a few years ago. We do like a, a $30 a month thing, right? And so what we do is I, I came across a guy who taught me uh, about mind development. And I talk about this a lot in a lot of our videos, but about mind development. And it's been a big reason why uh, I'm a Christian, but biblical-based beliefs on, you know, how to, as a man thinker, so is he. And so he taught me how to apply, how to truly apply visualization and things like that. So he gave me like this library that, you know, he educated me from. And all of these books, I have like so many books on the mind. And so I started this book club and uh, we sent out a book on the mind development. And then what we do is we discuss it and I interpret it the way it was taught to me so that we can apply. So a, a big reason why myself and others have a huge success. And I would even say Sean Terry and other mentors that I've been taught by, these guys even, you know, are based, our foundation, uh, have a foundation of these same principles. So we take these books, as a man think of as one, um, that, you know, uh, an, another one is like books on biographies of Andrew Carnegie, the great ones, how they thought, what their thought process was. There's a, a movie that came out, The Founder by Ray Kroc, about Ray Kroc, the owner of McDonald's, how he studied, he did the same thing. He studied uh, a book on persistence. He, you, you watch the movie, he went to sleep with this playing in his ear, this audio book about persistence. Back in the 60s, 50s, playing in his, in his ear as he fell asleep over and over and over again. And you will notice how his whole life and his success was based upon his ability to apply the persistence technique that he dominated his brain with. So what am I saying? Everything that you choose, you choose to dominate your brain with will manifest and unfold in your life. The thing is you have the choice, the cognitive choice to be able to choose which thoughts you allow to enter into your head. And by you choosing those thoughts, you can pretty much design your own life. You can co-create your own life in this world. No, it sounds like a bunch of hogwash. I always say that, but it's so amazing to know that you can choose your thoughts. And as you choose your thoughts, you choose to make them dominate your brain. And that's the only thing that consumes you. And now it becomes a part of your being and what you put into your brain. It has to unfold. They said that uh, uh, I, I read a book the other day and said that that's the same thing as saying that good thoughts cannot produce bad fruit. Bad thoughts cannot produce good fruit. What am, what am I saying when I say that? That means that a seed, an uh, apple seed, can't produce an orange. Uh, an orange seed can't produce a plum. It has to produce the same of what it's made from, and that's your life. A good seed, a good thought, has to produce good fruit in your life. So if you're intentional with your thinking, this is one of the things that I read on a lot is, you know, uh, uh, the scripture talks about this in the Bible, and here's the thing. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man. So, you know, I have my faults too. But scripture talks about this in the Bible. It says, um, 
Um, whatsoever things be of good virtue, whatsoever things be of good poor, think on these things. Um, be not co- transformed, conformed to the things of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that means that everything that I want to change in my life, I have to first change the way that I think. And so understanding that these biblical principles tell us this, as a man think of in his heart, so is he. Whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe you have received. All of these things in the Bible are going back and forth, telling us this repeatedly in the Bible, but we overlook them to think that there's some other cause or some other reason. Change your mind, change your life, man. If that is the most powerful thing we've had in this podcast, I don't, I don't know what would have been. Um, that's, that's, that's amazing, Brian. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. So before I get you out of here, uh, a couple more questions, man. So what do you, what would you say was the key adjustment you made that catapulted your business to doing now six figures every single month? Um, one thing is making a definite goal and knowing what it is that I wanted, you know, so like a lot of people say they want to have a, you know, a hundred thousand dollars. A lot of people say they want to have a million dollars. They say it, uh, they speak it out their mouth, but it doesn't line up with their actions. So, you know, one, I, I made a definite goal and I wrote it down. The first thing that you have to do is have a verse two and two. It says, write the vision and make it plain, write it down, pull it from the invisible, the infinite area of this universe, meaning where it's in the spirit uh, realm, everything is created twice, once in mind and then again in the physical manifestation. So pull it from the spirit world. And the first way it becomes real is by coming from the infinite source of this this infinite area in between me and you. We call it the ether, pulling it from the ether and then making it flow through your body, your mind, your nerves, and putting it from your fingertips to the pen on the paper, it now becomes physical. Write the vision and make it plain. When you write it, that's the first form of it manifesting. And then what you do is you repeatedly see yourself in that moment. I'm telling you, that these are the things that I did that, that catapulted me. And so when now, I'll, I'll make sure I say this, don't think of it, think from it. Meaning, so if I want $100,000 in my account, I think from the place of me looking at my bank account, and I have $100,000 in it. And I also think from the place of me spending it. Here's the, here's the main thing, and I won't ramble along about this because I know we're pressed for time, but I will say this. Every day, ask yourself this question, question, and, and it will help you stay in that realm of thought of where you want to be, thinking from the place. How would the person I'd like to become do the things that I'm about to do today? What that makes you do is that makes you, if you want to be a millionaire, you start to make millionaire decisions. You start to be around millionaire uh, events, activities, networking. You start to hang out where millionaires hang out. If you want to go eat, you're going to eat like millionaires eat. You're not going to be gluttonous with your eating, right? Uh, you're not going to, you know, uh, eat at shabby restaurants, you know, that has poor food health conditions. You're going to eat at more upscale places. How would the person I like to become do the things I'm about to do today? That means if I want to be a healthy, fit person, how would that person uh, eat this next meal that I'm about to eat? Would he eat this pizza or would he choose to eat some spinach and some avocados and some, you know, grilled fish or salmon? How would the person I'd like to become do the things I'm about to do today? I want to be a six-figure month wholesaler. What does that look like? What does he do? Which is why it's important to have people around you that are where you want to be so that you can know how they you know, operate, how they do. That's why it's important to read. That's why it's important to watch videos on you know, people that you know, are where you want to be. How would the person I'd like to become do the things I'm about to do today? That difference 
is what catapulted me to a six figure a month. Knowing what the answer was to that, and it made my mind think like Google, how would that person do it? And then I began to make the activity and do the things that I needed to do. And then, of course, you eventually appear at that moment that you had in mind. That is absolutely fantastic, Brian. Can you say that phrase one more time? Because I swear to you, I'm going to put that up at my office on the biggest damn placard you've ever seen. Because <laughs> that is, that's what all of my team members need to be striving for as well. So one more time for our listeners, slow, so they maybe can write it down. How would the person I'd like to become do the things that I'm about to do today? Boom. Man, I love that. I absolutely love that. All right, Brian. So this is my favorite question I ask. What's the craziest deal you've ever gone through? Oh, crazy as in wild, amazing. So sitting there one day, get a phone call. Lady calls me and says uh, she has a house. One of my acquisitions managers at the time. Lady has a house. She called in. House is worth one fifty. She was asking one fifty, and so I did a little bit. Of, I was like, "Man, what you know? What happened with this deal?" And because we didn't, you know, it, it, he's like, "Well, she wanted too much." Okay, so what did she owe on? Um, I think she said she owed like twenty thousand dollars. Hold on, wait, what? You know, so hmm. you mean to tell me because she wanted one fifty and she owed twenty thousand dollars, we're not still talking to her today? You know, like we need to be taking her donuts. You know, taking her a pizza delivered to her house on us, right, to develop that report. So I immediately picked up the phone, right, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? This is Brian. You know, just wanted to call you about your house. You were asking 150 So tell me your situation. Looks it up. She's about to lose a house in like a week or two. And so I was like, hey, look, you know, it looks like you're about to lose a house. You're about to go into auction and, and foreclose on it, you know. At the moment, you're not going to get anything by asking that price. How about this? How about we get the house, you know, under contract with you? I get it sold. When I sell it, I won't be able to get you 150 but, you know, how much do you need to move and how much you need to move on with your life? And so she was like, you know, if I can get $70,000, I was like, okay, what about we give you $30,000? You know, we, you get $30,000, meaning that's your money, and when I sell it, you get paid. So she was like, okay, got the house under contract. And then within a week, you know, we sold it and had a buyer. That was my first actual $100,000 deal. No kidding. And it was like, oh, my God. That that right there, that was I got that deal right before I went to Extreme Freedom for the first time. Okay. And it was just like, oh, my God. So I went there knowing I was about to have $100,000 hit my account, you know, and uh, that changed the game for me, bro. That was the craziest deal uh, one of the craziest deals. Since then, we've done several more like it, but it was like, that was the eye opener to like, this is bigger than what I thought it was, you know, which makes me want to go into, you know, other markets and do the same thing now. <laughs> no doubt. But that's, but that right there gives validation to this business too, that, you know, people talk about how, oh, I made this or I made that, but like, that's a, that's the real deal. Like, that's a perfect example of what it takes to get a, a deal together is being persistent. Um, that's it, man. So, Brian, I know you've got quite a following on social media. Can you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you? Okay, so my Facebook page, I'm almost maxed out on friends. I deleted like 800 people so that I can develop new relationships. So I got some spots available. My name on Facebook is Brian, B-R-Y-A-N-S Harris. I also have a fan page. It's Brian Dollar Sign Harris, B-R-Y-A-N Dollar, the Dollar Sign Harris. And then, of course, I'll, I'll have a YouTube channel. Uh, youtube.com slash c slash homes for 10k or google my name brian s harris and also 
you know, we teach people. I don't know if I can m- mention this on here if it's okay, but we teach people, you know, how to invest in real estate. Um, feel free to go to howtoflipcribs.com. That's H-O-W-T-O-F-L-I-P-C-R-I-B-S.com. And I look forward to helping anybody for free or if you want to take our mentoring course. We have tons of information that we put out there. Beautiful. Thanks, Brian. I really appreciate you coming on the show and taking time out of your crazy busy schedule to, to share this amazing information with our podcast listeners. Thank you so much, Greg, for having me on, bro. I really enjoyed it, man. Awesome. Love it. You've just listened to another Flipping Real Estate Like the Pros podcast. You're another step closer to fulfilling your dreams as a successful real estate entrepreneur. We'd like to thank you for putting your trust in us to be your guide into this exciting venture called real estate investing. For more information, visit our website at www.flippingrealestatelikethepros.com. Catch you on the flip side, Alliance.